The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, where spirituality and recovery meet with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. Now, here's your host, Reverend Anna Schaus. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth in recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I am your host, and I want to thank you all for listening with us today. Thank you very much for joining us. As always, we've got a great program today, bringing you a wonderful guest who will share experience, strength, and hope about family recovery and spirituality in the family. So I know your hearts and minds are going to be touched and opened, and uh, you're going to find some new depths in understanding about this family recovery and about spirituality. So I want to thank you also for liking a Spirit of Recovery page on Facebook and for posting on there. It's always great to see your comments, great to see your shares, and uh, thank you. You're getting the word out about us here on Spirit of Recovery, and it's wonderful to know that what we're doing here is making a difference in people's lives and blessing their recovery, blessing um, their lives in lots of ways. So thank you. For letting your friends and the people in your recovery community, your unity community, know about us here on Spirit of Recovery. And it is wonderful to be able to broadcast on the topic of recovery and spirituality right here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. Every week we talk about topics that are important to the recovery community with guests who are down to earth, knowledgeable and innovative, people who are either in recovery themselves or who work with or write for recovering people. That the guests that I have here are always bringing practical information that you can use, uh, real life authentic experience and lively discussions that get you thinking. You can listen to Spirit of Recovery in a variety of ways. Obviously, you can listen live. You can listen via your computer. You can listen via your smart device. You can go to Stitcher.com and download their app and search for Spirit of Recovery. You can also listen on demand. There are lots of great archived programs. If you go to unityonlineradio.org slash program slash spirit of recovery you can uh, find lots of inspiration to listen to anytime you would like to i want you to know that if you enjoy spirit of recovery and or many of the other wonderful programs here on unity online radio you can financially support this nonprofit station if you would like to do that it's easy to do you can text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or a recurring contribution, and you can make a difference in uh, keeping this wonderful programming, spiritual programming, uh, on the air. I want you to know that Spirit of Recovery is a welcoming place. If you're a person that's in recovery from any kind of an addiction or if you're the family member or friend of someone who has the disease of addiction, you're welcome here. Perhaps as a family member, you're in your own recovery and or not, whatever. We're glad you're here, whether you or your family member or 
whoever is in recovery, we're glad you're here. Maybe you're just curious about the process of recovery. Um, you're welcome. Uh, glad you're listening, and you're welcome to email or call in a comment or question for my guest. We're just glad that you are participating. Again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. I am a Unity Minister and an Addictions Counselor. I'm also a person who has in my own circle of love and friendship many people that have the disease of addiction, and 34 years ago, those relationships got me started on an active path of personal growth and spiritual development, and my walk continues to be an integration of the unity and recovery principles, and that transforms my life on a daily basis. I'm really grateful, so grateful for that, and it keeps me growing. So I am delighted to have the opportunity to share these ideas with you and to hear what you're experiencing in your spirituality and recovery walk. Well, today... Our topic is Making the Connection, Spirituality and the Family. You know, uh, when families are affected by active addiction, they really lose their sense of connection with spiritual power. Lots of times there's chaos and there's anxiety going on when there's active addiction in a family, and it just casts a cloud over the whole family and over, um, you know, what's going on there, and it seems like the problems just keep piling up and piling up. So recovery for families means taking the focus off of the person that's got the addiction and placing it on themselves, each family member learning how to place their focus on themselves. And um, when they do that, family members learn that they do have power, that they've got spiritual power to change their own lives, to love that person with the active addiction without enabling that person, and that is a paradoxical um, experience and a challenging one and it can be done and that family members can recover whether or not the person with the active addiction is in recovery or not and that's one of the incredible miracles the spiritual miracles of what can and does every day happen for families my guest is billy J. Billy is a family member with 44 years of active, very active participation, living a program of family recovery. She is um, an author. She's a spiritual teacher. She's a member of um, the Unity Wisdom Path, our Unity Churches, and she um, has lots of wisdom. She has lived with active alcoholism for many years, and for many years she has also lived with sobriety in her home. And all through that, she has continued as a family member to live her own recovery and her own recovery program. And she's going to be sharing with us today from her very rich immersion in spiritual study, living, and service. And she's going to share with us all the difference that that can make for families and why spirituality for families is so important. So, Billy, welcome to Spirit of Recovery. Thank you. So glad that you're here. I appreciate that. And I didn't realize that uh, the truth of it is that I started on my path after listening to you just about 10 years sooner than you did and yet we're very, very close together in our in our thoughts and our feelings and the way we think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are. We've had kind of a similar similar spiritual path, I think. It's yeah. true. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah. When I first got to uh, this way of life, it's interesting to me how God works, how that whole spirit of livingness and uh, lovingness does things because I got to unity, was given the daily word, and got to my first meeting of Al-Anon this very same week and uh, just started the paths together and have continued. Uh, I love the uh, idea of the 12 steps and all the principles within the 12 steps. And when I got to that 11th step, which they told me at the time in my family group that it was the only step I could take out of order, uh, I wanted to go into it deeper from the beginning. And, of course, that led me right on into what the Daily Word was telling me and... uh, 
I could start studying the Unity books at the same time. Actually, having started, as so many others did, with Eric Butterworth's uh, Discover the Power Within. So I'm really grateful for all of that going together so well. Now, my husband did not think he had a problem. He thought I had a problem. And uh, I understand now that many, many families appear that way. On the outside, it looks like if there is a problem at all, it's the non-addictive, the non-alcoholic that appears to be very unstable and to be having so many problems. So that was just the usual way, and I was just the usual neurotic Al-Anon. <laughs> <laughs> so what is, that's a fact. You know, what is it that... That family members look like when there's active addiction in the home. And again, this, you know, everybody's not the same, but, but there's some things. How are family members affected when there's active addiction? Well, I think they go two ways. Uh, the children in the family, they either overachieve or they rebel and go wild. From the outside, we looked like a perfect family, people have told me. I had two really bright children, and my husband was a professional man, and I was a Sunday school teacher and teacher otherwise as well at that time. And uh, we looked good. But inside, we all tiptoed around making Daddy mad. We didn't want to make Daddy mad. And so... Um, At the same time, my husband's mother had cancer and uh, really was only given about six months to live. So I took the slogans of Al-Anon and I found little signs and I put them all over the house. And I decided that they were going to come to our house for Christmas, that if this was going to be the last Christmas of mothers, I called her mother, Mother, our last name, and uh, it was going to be a good Christmas. So over the sink, I put, today is the tomorrow you worried about yesterday. (laughs) Uh And I made the decision, today was going to be good. And I looked at our Al-Anon's Just for Today pamphlet, and there were Nine just for today's of doing different things and different thoughts to focus on. And on the back was the prayer of St. Francis, which would have been 10. So someone in our group said, why don't you just take the day of the month and focus on that one? And then on the 10th, 20th, 30th, focus on the St. Francis prayer. So I did that. And I really focused on that ninth one that said, just for today I will not be afraid because I was a great worrier. And that I believe as I give the world, the world will give to me and I will enjoy what is beautiful. So then another, I found a little, oh, kind of a caption, a little picture and all. It had a picture of a plant and the stalk and the leaves were there, and then underneath the ground, roots grew, and then up above it were the flowers and uh, what happened uh, when the root was good and deep. And what it said was the idea that the mother was the stalk above the ground, the father were the roots that went deep and sustained the whole family, and the children were the blossoms, the flowers. And I was trying to get across the idea, after I learned things, that our dad, their dad, my husband, was not a bad man. He was ill. He had a disease. And he was ill, and we needed to love him through it. We didn't need to be uh, mad at him and wish he'd go away and... The children wanted me to get a divorce, but I didn't want a divorce. Underneath all that, there was a great deal of love. 
and I came into an Al-Anon group that fortunately it was so much of a family-oriented group that uh, they said don't do anything disastrous to your family for at least a year or at the very least give us six months. And uh, so we did, and that was a lovely Christmas. And even though my husband was still drinking, uh, we had a lovely Christmas. And then about a year later, he decided that he might have a problem, and he came into sobriety. So I had taken... uh, I'm glad now, I'm grateful that I had both sides that I, I saw and that I worked through finding that I needed to take care of me. And in the beginning, the children didn't like it because they said I became selfish. But after a while, it, they were grateful. They could see the family. They could start inviting their friends over. On Friday nights, They somebody was here every Friday night because I had a nice dessert, a big cake or cookies or something, and, and life was pleasant in our home again. So I'm so grateful to all of that. And after a while, my husband became so, uh, he just loved AA and the principles. And while he still worked diligently for 40 years before he retired and then uh, family lost him two years ago, but he uh, was a gifted speaker and he spoke all over the United States so uh, we have friends all over the United States. What the program has given me, I can never, I can never say enough gratitude for. I just, uh, I'm very grateful because it's all turned out so well. But in the beginning, of course, you know that you're so worried and you're so scared and you just think you're going to end up being a bag lady on the corner or something. But uh, it all worked out. So Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just thinking an awful lot of uh, prayer work went into it, although I learned to pray the unity way, which was, you know, it's not the begging way. It is thanking God for what you have. It is affirming that loving, joyful, divine order is happening. Now, in the old days, before sobriety, I I would be praying, don't let him be angry, or, or let him sweeten his sharp tongue, because he had a gifted tongue, only sometimes it was gifted to sarcasm, as you can imagine, the sharp, quick wit. And uh, then it gradually changed. Uh One time, before sobriety, we were at the dinner table, which were terrible, which most, I mean, there are a lot of dissension and and a lot of families who are in the disease of alcoholism or some other addiction know that you really, you don't want to be around the dinner table because there's so much tension. And he got upset, and I jumped up and went around us behind the refrigerator and said, sweeten his sharp tongue. And I know that God is love and love is the healing power. And uh, I came back, sat down at the table, and everything was over. I mean, his Mm. whole mood changed. And I learned then, okay, Billy, what you need to do is pray aright. You need to know that he doesn't want to be that way. You need to pull the highest from him when you can, and you do that by thinking the highest for him, and and that deep down under that disease is is the man you married, is a wonderful man of integrity and kindness and compassion, and that's what happened. Uh, it's so time the, for a break. Hmm? Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's time. It's time for our break. Uh, first break. Thank you, Billy. Thank you for your, that story and for all that you're sharing. It's. It's. This is deep. It's big stuff. Thank you so much. 
Um, it's time for our first break. Our topic today is making the connection, spirituality and the family. And my guest is Billy Jay with lots of, lots of experience as a family member in recovery. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. I'm Dr. Tom Shepard, host of Let's Talk About It on Unity Online Radio. In my studies of world religions, I've repeatedly encountered two central spiritual questions. How do we make sense of life, and how do we live it more successfully? You're invited to explore these two questions with me in my new book, The Many Faces of Prayer, How the Human Family Meets Its Spiritual Needs. You'll be amazed at the remarkable ways people have learned to pray to their gods and to celebrate life individually and as communities of faith. Learn more at unitybooks.org. Are you ready to live in joy? Is there an area of your life where you could use a miracle? Have you been praying for help and guidance? Come join Lisa and Bill and their guests for an hour filled with practical tips on experiencing miracles, greater abundance, focused, deliberate living, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Experience more joy in life. Listen to Living in Joy, Reflections on A Course in Miracles, with Lisa Natoli and Bill Free, every Friday at 2 p.m. Central, here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thanks for listening to Spirit of Recovery with Rev. Anna Schaus and her guest. If you have a question or comment or experience with today's topic that you'd like to share, call us now at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. Call now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. If you're just joining us, my name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm very glad that you've joined us today. Our topic is making the connection, spirituality, and the family. And today we're looking at what happens spiritually for families when there's active addiction and how they lose that sense of connection with their spiritual power and what happens when they get in recovery and they take the focus off of the addiction, off of the person with the addiction and begin to place that focus on themselves and finding that connection with God power in their own lives and uh, life gets much, much better. My guest is Billy Jay. She's a family member with, with 44 years of living a program of family recovery as a family member and she's sharing with us today her rich immersion in spiritual study, living and service. And um, before we go back to our conversation, I invite you to join me for the Serenity Minute for a moment of quiet to share a constructive idea and then take a moment in the quiet to feel that connection with your higher power. So I invite you to relax, to feel that presence of your higher power as you let go and let God and allow your mind to relax, allow your body to relax. And share with me this constructive idea. I know that I'm one with God's love, and I hold the highest and best for myself and for the people in my life. I know that I am one with God's love. I hold the highest and the best for myself and for the people in my life. 
And now we take a moment in the quiet. friends for joining me in the Serenity Minute and I hope that that was an opportunity for you to relax to make that conscious contact with your higher power as you understand it and now I'm back to my conversation with my guest Billy Jay and we're talking about making the connection spirituality and the family so Billy yes wow you've got lots of great experience I know there's a prayer that you love to use. Would you share that with us? Uh, yes. It's based on the 12 steps of the program, and it goes something like this. Father, Mother, God, I admit that I'm powerless and that my life is unmanageable without your help and guidance. And we know we're not really powerless, 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 but in certain areas of our lives, we haven't been able to manage very well, evidently, and I certainly had not at, at this time. Dear God, I come to you today knowing that you can and will restore and renew me to my needs of the day. You'll restore my life to order and harmony. Since I'm not so powerful and you are, I make a decision to give you my life, my will, my thoughts. I give you all of me, the good and the bad, all of my character defects and shortcomings, my selfishness, stubbornness, self-righteousness, self-centeredness. I admit to you and give to you. I turn my loved ones over to you. I want to pause there a minute and say that I had a great fear of losing of my children, uh, that they would have a bad accident or something. I had great fear over them. But finally, with this prayer, I realized that they were God's children and that God has no grandchildren. And once I knew the prayer of protection, I knew that God was in charge of their lives as well, and that helped me a great deal. So I continued on with my prayer of I'm be asking you to remove the shortcomings of the fear and the stubbornness and all of that, that self-centeredness, and make me aware of others not known to me. But if there's any changing, God, you're going to have to do it. You'll have to do it and make me willing to be changed so you can use me to be of service to you. By this time, having been in Al-Anon a while and uh, reading the Daily Word from cover to cover each, each month, I knew that the secret was to be of service, that what you give away you keep, what you think you keep is not yours, but what you give away in a, some way, I don't want to say magical way, but that's that's how we we know that the truth of life is there's no tangible thing can you keep, but the intangibles, the invisibles, love and compassion and truth, those are the things that you really can only keep. And so, God, teach me to watch for the sly little foxes that creep back into my life, the sins of my personality that harm you and myself and others, that separate and cut me off from the sunshine of your spirit. When I commit these errors, make me aware of them and help me to promptly admit it. And I'm seeking to know you better, to love you more. I'm seeking the knowledge of your will for me. 
seeking the power to carry it out. This is my life and my desire. To be in your presence, knowing your grace, is my sufficiency. Show me today the way to one of your children who's still suffering and does not know the way of your love, mercy, forgiveness, that I might share with that person what's been so freely given to me. Prompt me to ever be mindful to continue to practice the principles of loving, giving, caring, sharing, surrendering, accepting, releasing, gratefulness, and honesty in all my affairs. I got the the basis of that prayer from a friend of mine, Marcy, who had a lot more years than I did. But after a while, you start making these things your own. And uh, we find that almost everyone who makes a prayer out of the 12 steps makes it practically alike. <laughs> we just Because that's what you start living and, and wanting to be like. Uh, you know, we we all live in different towns, but the truth of it is we all, when we get to the program and we learn the unity principles, we live in the town of gratitude. That, that's <laughs> just it. We live in the town of gratitude. My husband uh, found unity. Our church was built not very far from us about that time that he had been in the program about six months and there were several of his friends at the club that he went to that uh, knew the minister and also were going to the church. And uh, the minister at that time was giving talks on Emmett Fox's Sermon on the Mount. And so I was teaching Sunday school, and I would rush from Sunday school to go to the 11 o'clock service so I could hear about the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Emmett Fox's version. And I still have that bed, that uh, book by my bedside. (laughs) I imagine many of us do, Mm -hmm. because I do love it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as I said, my family really thought I was being selfish in the beginning of this walk. But after a while, they saw the beauty of how it was working in our family and that uh, I wasn't resentful anymore because I was taking care of me. And when I did things for the family, which, of course, you do all the time if you're a mother anyway, it was thank you for doing that. And uh, I remember that I, uh, when my son got a, a driver's license, he had been in the, let's see, he had been in the ninth grade when I first started Al-Anon. My daughter was in the fifth. And when my husband came in, he was in the 11th grade. And my daughter was in the seventh. And uh, when he got his driver's license, I said, now, and my husband agreed with me, with every freedom comes a responsibility. So he had extra duties around the house to help me out. And uh, he didn't like it for a little while, but after a while he he thought it was okay. I mean, it made sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, it just all worked out very well. So Go ahead. Well, because you got in, did your children go to Alateen? Uh, no, they didn't. They were they were both gifted in the gifted uh, student hierarchy or whatever you want to put it like that. And they were very busy with school activities. And uh, I did I didn't uh, I didn't push it to that degree. And so they uh, they got into. Uh, they got into Bible studies, which I didn't mind that. I thought that was pretty okay for them to learn their scriptures. And they got into those kinds of groups. Mm-hmm. And uh, my daughter, my son had been, uh, our son had been a student body president his senior year. And our daughter 
had to do everything her big brother did, so she was the first woman student body president in her uh, in her school. And they were they were quite busy kiddos. So, and I was mm-hmm. we were of course very proud of them. For sure. As I How's said, they go two ways and what I've watched is that the kiddos either really overachieve now, we've had many amends to make to those kids, both of us, mm-hmm. because we leaned on them so hard. Or they rebel. And, uh, you know, it's it, it's not a normal life until you get into recovery, and, and then it becomes a beautiful way of life mm-hmm. for the family. Mm-hmm. How did their lives um, get better? Because they are affected by the fact that you are in recovery, that their dad was in recovery. And so in in addition to the things you've already shared with us, how did their lives get better? Well, of course, they they had had sober parents, for one thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, and, uh, that that worked for them. And we... uh, by the time we really got into the larger family of AA, our son had graduated and was in college, and our daughter had all these little girls around her. Our house was, we lived close to the house school, and so there were always uh, girls about five or six of them, always, if she was in the house, they were in the house. And uh, so they, they they made a lot of their lives with their friends. And we've, we had many, many long talks after sobriety with both the kids over different factions of what had gone on during the drinking days. Now, we were very, very fortunate in that we only had about five years that were truly awful. Uh, my husband never got a DWI. He never was hospitalized. He never lost a job. So, in a way, you could say we were lightly touched by alcoholism. But it was all I could stand, believe me. It was all I could stand. Uh, growing up, uh, I had been, uh, I had come from a divorced family and a more or less unhappy situations. And so when I did marry and married what I thought was a wonder, who I thought was a wonderful person, and then had uh, our son and then had our daughter, and I thought, I remember thinking, maybe, maybe, maybe my life's going to turn out all right, because I had really not thought that. There there were many factors uh, with all that, but I had not had, I didn't have a textbook for living. I didn't have a happy family to know how to have a happy family. I had to learn everything, start over. What I did have always was a spiritual connection. And I don't, don't ask me how that happened. I I just always have had it. And that trust. I would go to bed many, many nights as a child with the scripture of, I know Jesus loves me. And then in high school, or in my, let's see, fear not, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in me, believe in your Father. Believe in your Father, believe in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. And I just had a layer of trust. And I'm grateful for that because after my husband's uh, transition, I've had many times where I have had to, had to go back to that, and I have a, a wonderful support group with my Al-Anon group and with my church group. So I'm just going to keep on trusting. Wonderful. 
Thank you. It's time for our second break, and we want to hear some more about that trust when we get back. This is Spirit of Recovery. Our topic today is making the connection, spirituality, and the family. My guest is Billy Jay, and she's sharing with us so wonderfully about her recovery as a family member. We'll be right back. Stay with us. What if you could experience vibrant health, help heal the planet? And be a great friend to God's animal kingdom through simple choices you make at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Authors Victoria and Adair Moran say you can do this easily, affordably, and deliciously in their new book, Main Street Vegan. Everything you need to know to eat healthfully and live compassionately in a real world. Loaded with practical tips, straightforward information, and fabulous recipes, Main Street Vegan will help you on your journey toward a plant-based diet. The perks include more energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, feeling younger as you grow older, and maybe even a boost to your spiritual life. Purchase Main Street Vegan from BN.com, Amazon.com, or your favorite bookseller. notice that there might be something not quite right, but you just can't put your finger on it? We may describe it as an inner stirring, a restlessness, a yearning to find our way home to our heart and higher purpose. Some of us may feel like we are living on borrowed time, that despite our accomplishments, what was once so important to us now just feels empty and meaningless. If you find your heart longing, wanting, looking for a path home to authenticity and purpose, join us for transformation, inspiration, hope, and possibility. Move toward your higher calling. Listen to The Call of Spirit with Evelyn Foreman and tune in to Possibility every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time here on Unity Online Radio. Listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with your host, Reverend Anna Schaus, PhD. And now, here's Anna. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. My name is Anna Schaus. I'm your host. And if you're just joining us, our topic today is making the connection, spirituality, and the family. And we're talking about the wonderful miracles that happen in families' lives when they are able to take the focus off the active addiction, off the person with the active addiction, and put the focus on themselves and find the power to change their own lives, which paradoxically gives them the power to love that person that is in active addiction without enabling them. And that indeed is a challenge, but it does work, and it does work um, as family members get in their own recovery. My guest today is Billy Jay, and she's a family member with over which she's got 44 years in recovery as a family member. And that means that she's, it does, means that she does not have active addiction. Sometimes people don't understand what that means to be a family member in recovery. It means that as a family member, that their behaviors and attitudes and so forth that as family members, people are in recovery from. And so she's been doing that for 44 years and still going strong. And uh, she's sharing with us about her spirituality. So, um, Billy, thank you for what you were sharing there right before the break, and you were talking about that trust that you always had um, in higher power and in spirituality. So you just you do, and you can just feel it. I feel it, you know, when you when you talk, when I'm around you, that you just have that. And um, so you had that, and yet when you got in um, to your recovery process as a family member, it also changed in some ways, or I don't know what. What's different? What was different? What was different about the spirituality that you had before you got into your own family member recovery and the spirituality that started to develop after? I think I would say that what happened was um, 
I went from praying a prayer at night, the old childish prayer, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray my Lord the soul to, my soul to take. I did that every night. Uh, but after I got in the program and into unity, I grew up a little bit more. I uh, Well, one, I don't know if this is a story that will uh, talk a little bit more about it, but the higher power of the 12 steps and of unity's daily word uh, teaching me that Christ in you, your hope of glory, that we have, uh, as uh, one of our founders of unity, Myrtle Fillmore, says, as the flower is in the seed, the Christ is in me. Or it may be she says the Christling is in me. Uh, Anyway, it goes back to that. Bible scripture of Christ in you, your hope of glory, and I, I started feeling a little bit more uh, like the Holy Spirit was within me, and as our prayer of protection says, the light of God surrounds us, the love of God enfolds us, the power of God, let's see, the presence of God, how's it go? The light of God surrounds us, the love of God enfolds us, the power of God protects us, presence of God watches over us wherever we are God is and it that was that part with my children wherever they are God is wherever we are God is that was so comforting and then as I said Jerry's mother was quite ill and he was still drinking and so I was praying at that time please don't let mother die till Jerry gets sober. Let Jerry get sober and don't let and let mother see that he's sober because of course that was he was an only child and they were all very we were all very close. I was kind of like their their second child in the way of it. So I was praying one day and this light and this is in my little book, the angel book, angel presence and angel power that I felt led to write some of these examples of my trusting and of other people's trusting. Uh, But anyway, I felt this light surround me. And it uh, it was a spiritual experience, kind of like... Uh, I've read that Bill Wilson had with the light enfolding him and he didn't ever have to drink again. But it was, uh, there was a scene and it was a beautiful, beautiful colors with this river going by and beautiful hills. And uh, and it was a voice in my head. It wasn't an actual voice, but it was in my head that was like, it'll be all right. Your mother will not cross the river until everything is all right, until Jerry's well, until everything's all right. So just trust me. Don't worry so much about it. It's going to be all right. And then it faded, and uh, I, I knew it was real. It wasn't real, but it was real. And I knew that love, there was an incredible love within me and around me that it's not described. You can't describe it, but I knew God's love was real. And that's when I started knowing God is love and love is the healing power. And the answer is to love my husband. The answer is to love my kids, which I did fiercely anyway. But the answer is to love wisely. And the program in Unity helped me with loving wisely. Hey, tell us what you mean. What's loving wisely? Well, uh, okay, so they use the example of the baby wants the butcher knife. You don't let them have it. It's not good for them. They cry, they wail, but you don't give them the butcher knife. Well, sometimes in life we've got to do things like that with our children and our people. They want something. It's not good for them. Now, you're making a judgment that it's not good for them with kids under, I don't know, 15 or 16. Uh, And you can't really do that with a husband, especially a strong 
personality like I had. But the point of kind of what I was going with that is that after that, I didn't worry so much. And that's what happened. Uh, She didn't die for four more years. Well, he'd been sober four years before she died. So she got through that spell. And so I learned to trust that no matter what's going on, we had many things happen during those four or five years, but it's going to be all right. I mean, it's it's all right today. I don't like that I don't have my husband with me, but I'm learning to do things that I would not ever have learned before. I took care of the car registration yesterday and put the sticker on myself for the first time I did all that. And <laughs> I'm proud of you. I, am. I mean, a lot of, of women do things like that all the time, but uh, what what we had in our family was that uh, my husband would take care of the big things and I would take care of, of the little things, like he was going to make the money and bring in the food and I was going to take care of the kids and all of that. Well, of course, after a while, it all gets mixed up with everybody does a little bit of everything. But I really didn't do a lot of things that I know many of my sisters have been doing for a long time. Well, now I'm doing them too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm trusting God that it's going to be, it's okay. I'm, I'm fairly contented. I mean, I wish that some things were different, but I'm going to trust that since this is the way it is, it's it's okay the way it is. I make my peace with what's happening, and I enjoy every day because that's what I've got is today. I'm having a, a great time today with you. You're uh, you're fun, and mm-hmm. and I'm enjoying this. I hope that it's okay with everybody who's out there. <laughs> Maybe it's time for them to ask some questions or comments or cheers or jeers or something as they say i don't i don't know you're in charge ravana yeah no i know i know that what you're what you're saying is is really touching hearts and and uh, opening up lives because you know what i'm struck by so much billy is that what you just were saying that uh, spirituality isn't about running around out there trying to make everything different. It's about finding peace with what is, which is paradoxical. It doesn't mean that if there's something that's really wrong, you ignore it. It's not about that, but it's a different, it's really a different approach. It really is, and it takes a while to learn that, I think, I believe. Uh, Our serenity prayer, of course, does that beautifully. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I can't change, and I always tack on today because of this 24-hour day thing is really uppermost in my mind right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so who knows what the future may bring, but today things are okay. Right. That's right. And my kiddos, I, they've been such a joy and support to me. My daughter calls me every morning. How are you, Mom? Are you okay? Did you wake up today? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and and my son, uh, my son's a, a hand surgeon, and this summer he worked on my hand, and uh, <laughs> I said. Uh, I said, well, you must be an excellent surgeon because I didn't think it possible, but I've not had one bit of pain through this whole process. And he said, well, Mom, I try to be. I've been doing it for 20 years or so. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I talk to him often. And uh, I think relationships are what life's about. So we want to treasure and take care of those that we have because they don't. Stay around forever. Mm-hmm. You know, and as you're talking to about your your children, your adult children now, and 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 about the special relationship you have with them, I I would I'm going to guess that's a product of recovery. That the fact that you and their dad, you know, are in recovery that he was before he passed, because a lot of times when there's active addiction, it, it, families just blow apart. Yes, as I said, uh, my husband and I both 
loved the program and took to it so much that we had long talks with our kids. We found out the things that bothered them, did our best to try to make amends for those things. And uh, hopefully we succeeded to a point. We don't, you know, you never really know about things like that because everybody's got their own path. And we're all just doing the best we can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's really significant what you're saying about making amends to your children and that, you know, as you say, it's, who knows, it's not perfect, but it's, but that you do that, that you address things because that's a big part of spirituality is getting current and being, you know, opening those channels of love and forgiveness. And I will say that the uh, Unity teachings have helped me so much. And, you know, they say we teach what we need to learn. And so I uh, was able to teach classes many, many years. And, of course, I I needed to learn all that. Uh, And it was all about the idea that what's in the unseen is so much more important than what is seen. And when we keep the inside as straight as we can, it manifests on the outside. Uh, I do believe that we can uh, we can manifest in certain ways with God's help, but I don't believe in being thinking that my ego did anything or do any does anything. Uh, I think that God responds to us by corresponding to our dominant states of consciousness of our thoughts and feelings that energy of that whole healing spirit that's up to us to keep our our minds and our hearts in line with the highest we know i guess you could say doing the next right thing mm-hmm. for sure billy our time is up and i want to thank you so much for being my guest today and Thank you for living your program of family recovery, and thanks for always sharing from your heart and from being who you are. You you are a real blessing. You're a blessing to me, and I know you're a blessing to lots of people and a blessing to everybody that's listening today. Thank well, you so it was much. my privilege, my privilege, my privilege. Thank you, and God bless you and all your things and all your ways and all your endeavors. Thank you. Love you. Love you, too. <laughs> Blessings to all of you who are listening, and uh, I trust that you too have been touched, that your heart's been uh, feeling that love flowing through. Have a wonderful week, and uh, we will be back next week here on Spirit of Recovery. God bless. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time for down-to-earth ideas about keeping spirituality at the heart of your recovery. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry, committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at soulmatters-spiritworks.org. Tucked away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio. The teachings of Unity's founders, almost a hundred years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Right here on Unity FM. The voice of an awakening world.
the benefits of spiritually conscious living start now. For a time-tested method to live with purpose and release your infinite potential, tune in to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien, every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm. 